0: Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular.
1: Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi,
2: this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks.
3: Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns.
4: And I am Lauren, a.k.a. OboCrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks, the party stands victorious over the body of Vukovic, the head of the Fixers and his assassins. However, business in the Fixer lair may not be finished, as there are still rooms to investigate and answers to discover. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, aka Oboe Crazy. I am going back to an old standard. I just have some tea with a little bit of Jack Daniels in it because it's warm And it makes me happy. Bernie, what are you drinking tonight?
3: Water and cold medicine.
4: Mm. I am sorry you are sick, but thank you for playing with us when you are sick. Hopefully we can distract you from being sick.
3: Hopefully. You guys are literally, you're fighting, you're fighting the sands of the uh, nighttime coldies that I took.
4: Yep. So we're going to, we're going to do everything super fast and you're all dead. Carlton. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I am
2: drinking a pine- uh, Austin East Cider's pineapple cider, which I am dedicating to all of our enablers who uh, listen and participated and donated to the Heroes of the Heart game that y'all did. Uh, I really appreciate it and thank you from the bottom of my heart. So, this one's for
4: you. And we appreciate you. If you're listening to this and you don't know what that is about, just go to the Glipshark Twitch channel. Actually, you can see that video up and you can find out more about Heroes of the Heart, which was awesome. And. We're glad that you're back. Me too. <laughs> Yay! I was getting D&D. the shakes. Jonathan, what are you drinking tonight?
0: This is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magic Muscular tonight. I am drinking an old favorite and a fan favorite. I had someone bring this up to me in a Skype call the other day. Thank you so much for, for, for letting me know. Megan, I, I love you, a.k.a. Dop's wife. But um, she brought up the Up Yours Putin, which I am drinking tonight. And for those who don't remember it is uh Diet Seven Up vodka and a little bit of lime juice because seriously up yours Putin. Did I say Diet Sprite? I meant Diet Seven Up. That's the whole you that's said the Diet gag.
4: 7up. Oh yeah.
0: Okay, that's the gag. Although they're very they're very similar. So I could I could see why you'd mix them up. Oh also speaking of Heroes of the heart, you can also go to Glip Shark's YouTube page and all of them are up on in, in the YouTube feed now. There are three parts. There's the first part of the adventure, then the uh Q&A with Lauren and then the second part of the adventure, they're all separate videos. Uh, they're up there now. I highly recommend them. They're awesome.
4: Well, thank you. Thank you for putting in the effort to, to do that. And finally, Travancore, what are you drinking tonight?
1: Hello, enablers. The Viceroy's choice this evening is Paul Masson, or Masson. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Brandy Apple Grand Amber. It's a brandy. Uh, that's apple infused with apple flavor. So very appropriate for Travancore. Uh, sadly, no <laughs> cinnamon though. <laughs> well, we can always
4: fix that later. Speaking of fixing later, it's you're in the fixer layer, yay! So as as I mentioned in the little preamble, you guys just killed the head of the fixers and are pretty much currently standing over his and his associate's corpses. Is there anything you would like to know, or is there anything you would like to do?
1: Explore and loot? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I want to see what this dude's records look like. He's got to have books around here somewhere.
0: Yeah, let's find records. Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular is also going to investigate, uh, look around for stuff. Let's go ahead and have Shadow and and Carlton start gathering stuff that we want to loot in here.
2: Should we finish exploring? Because I know there's a door we haven't gone into yet.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, we should
4: probably
2: I finish the part. Right. Carlton the tanky tank is going to go look at that other door.
4: Okay. You uh, head over to the other door. It is locked.
2: Uh, I have one of three keys that I will take 30 seconds trying.
4: Okay. <laughs> uh, You take the next 30 seconds, try all three keys. None of them work.
2: All right. I will try my fourth key, known as Smash, uh, and I'm <laughs> going to break it down.
1: Okay. Ah,
0: yes, the universal key.
2: Yes.
1: Well he's doing that, can I see if there's anything of interest in the room we're in right now?
4: Sure. Are you looking just at the furniture? Are you looking for secret things? Are you looking at the bodies? Are you just taking a general look around? What would you like to do?
1: Let's start with a general look around.
4: Okay, give me a perception check. You got Meanwhile, it. Meanwhile, Carlton, make an attack roll on the door.
2: Is my rage still active since killing this guy? Is it still within six seconds or no? No,
4: I'm going to say at this point... Okay. Just Everything checking. has. It, yeah.
2: In real life, it's been a couple of weeks. In game time, it's only been a little bit.
4: But in game I, time, it's been about a minute. The okay. fight ended. You guys kind of. Right. <sighs> I'm
2: gonna uh, grab my axe and I'm gonna uh, go swing for the door. And I'm going to swing and I am going to crit on the door. <laughs> I fucked that door up. <laughs> and i will do
4: oh my god you crit on a door
2: (laughs) (laughs) 14 24 34 damage to the door
4: okay
3: where was that when that (laughs) alien man was trying to kill me where was that
4: oh yeah i want to figure out what the fuck this thing is okay one thing at a time first carlton saunters up to the door his rage is abated but his anger has not and he slams his axe into the door with a mighty blow uh how much was the damage again uh 34 total
2: because <laughs> okay. i'm a half work so savage critical
4: <laughs> you you managed to slice into this door in in such ferocity that it splinters in on itself and flies inward, opening. And I need you to make a dexterity saving throw.
0: Alright. Would you kindly
4: <laughs> would you kindly make a dexterity saving All right, throw? Alright, that's more like it. Seven. Uh no, you fail as the trap goes off. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. Fortunately you only take eight piercing damage as the door opens and the trap is sprung that um is obviously set to go off when this door is opened with anything but the key as you cause splinters of wood to go flying. There's also kind of this small explosion towards the back of the door and a very directed pincery attack comes towards you. Not a terrible amount of damage, but you're doing I'm gonna okay. Guess,
2: I'm going to bet like 10 bucks. If we had searched uh, alien Vukovic, I would have found the fucking key.
4: Well,
5: but no, reminder, let's...
3: we do not reward stupidity with healing in this party.
2: But, fuck that door, right?
3: Bernie's, like, laying there on the ground after being attacked by an alien. She's just like, fuck everything. <laughs> Bernie
4: suddenly develops a cold. As Carlton batters down the door, Travancore, what was your perception check? 19! Alright. So, in general, you kind of take in the whole room. It's, as I had said before, it kind of looks like a, a very nice sitting room. There's just no windows, because you guys are underground. There are plush chairs uh, scattered about. There's three or four of them. There's the couch that's facing the fireplace, which is dwindling to just embers at this point. There's a very nice set of end tables near both of the couches. There's some more tapestries on the walls to absorb some of the sound and a few throw rugs on the ground and three smoking charred bodies two of them which are human one of them is still this weird ish creature that was vukovic you do a cursory inspection of the area kind of look under rugs move furniture about kind of looking for anything that you you can't really see you don't notice anything out of the extraordinary
1: nerat drat i guess the next natural substance detect the bodies I like to inspect uh, vukovic
4: well, and Jonathan had moved in that direction, and I thought I saw you rolling things. What did you roll? Yes,
0: I rolled a, I, I'm trying to figure this thing out check. So a 15 to the appropriate figuring thing. this out check.
4: Okay, what's your nature? Give me your nature check.
0: Oh, oh man. Yeah, I know. That's like my worst one. <laughs> I, no, it's <laughs> not like my worst. Okay, it's it's actually not my worst one. Okay. Um, That is a 20.
4: Oh, that's not bad at all. The human features of this thing belie the fact that it's a it's a shape changer of some sort. You recognize the the classic signs now that you're kind of up close the hairless uh kind of bluish leatherish uh skin, the pointed ears, the eyelidless eyes, which are just kind of these weird yellow orbs, almost cat eyes, the bald head the musculature features that are uh, at this point slashed and, and burnt and horribly disfigured by the <laughs> recent fight.
0: I, 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 as I noticed that, I was like, ah, he slashed and burned. Hey, Geraldine, we did that.
4: You, yeah. you did do that. So yeah, you've, you've heard of a couple different kinds of shape changers. This, this one seems to be some kind of doppelganger of some sort.
3: Bernie would like to do a thing.
4: What would Bernie like to do?
3: Bernie's going to get up because he's been laying on the ground. And she's going to go over. Is the body over here? Where's
4: the body? Body is fairly close to you. If I remember the fight correctly. Yeah. You come walking over to the body. She would like to roll to
3: poke it with the um the handle of her mace. Let's okay. Roll to poke? She's going to poke it. A little, soft, a little soft poke.
4: Okay. You do have, uh, you are proficient with your mace. So go ahead and roll an attack with your mace. It's a gentle poke. It's
3: not like a... She's not trying to do damage. She just wants to poke it a little bit.
4: Sure. What'd you roll? An 11. You're still kind of hurting from the fight, and it's freaky looking, and you miss. <laughs> she's gonna roll the poke again.
3: Okay. This time, she liked to poke on the eyeball. Oh, good. She got a 20.
4: I mean... Okay.
0: Wait. Did you roll a 20, or you got a 20?
3: I got 17 plus three, okay. bitches. I'm good at poking eyeballs.
1: <laughs> it's kind of yeah. your M.O. Gotta poke
5: them say You, you have experience it. with this.
3: With a 20, I feel like she has the finesse to like make it go juicy a little bit, but not pop it.
5: Oh,
4: and, and you do. It's it's ugh. a little more firm than you're actually used to an eyeball being, but you, you give a gentle poke. I won't make you roll damage, because he's dead. And yeah, you, you give this weird creature a poke.
3: She looks up at her companion, and she says, it's kind
0: of like grapes. I, so Jonathan the muscular was given Carlton props. And as he was like, oh, yeah, some of this fire is from Bernie. He points. He turns to Bernie as she's poking the eyeball. And he gets horrible. He's like,
3: Bernie, <laughs> why? You just got to imagine that Bernie has magically in the past half a minute developed a cold. And you know that feeling when you have a cold where you're just like doing things kind of mindlessly? Her shoulders are slumped, and she's just kind of poking it.
4: And she I like, feels like, grapes.
5: Feels I, like I, grapes! Well, in this
4: case, you you should be a little tired from the last, you know, hour or two of fighting snails and doors and traps and assassins and this weird creature. So, you know, for Bernie, no, she's not sick, but she's got to be pretty tired
0: actually that reminds me um so there's like an assassin here and an assassin there i go police those there are bodies. two others yes i go police those bodies and uh what is it to search like investigate
4: just give me one investigation for the two of them yeah uh that is a 21 okay you find they're wearing some pretty nice leather armor although it's been charred and destroyed probably not Nice enough to wear anymore, you find uh in the pocket of the one I don't know if uh, you well, you obviously remember it just happened a moment ago. the one went invisible and tried to sneak past you, and you you clearly remember that so you go searching into the one's pocket because you, you remember him reaching into his pocket and rattling something off, and you come away with dust, and you actually would recognize the remains of a scroll spell. That he had in his that that's what happens is when you use one of these scroll spells they just kind of into dust. Does the other one have a scroll spell? Have a have a scroll. The other one does not. Fuck! You don't find one. I could have used
0: invisibility. I could have copied that shit into my book. But no, he had to be like, "Oh, I'm gonna survive this," and then I was like, "Oh no, you're fucking dead!" Whoosh! Oh, that's disappointing. Do all
3: do all ninjas sound like this? The
0: The dead ones do. The dead ones fucking do. The dead ones apparently
4: do. Uh, You do find their daggers, and while they seem like very nice daggers, they don't appear to be magical in any way. You, on closer examination, you can see where they've been treated with poison because they were doing the poison damage, but you get the sense that they probably only had a couple more hits on them. This isn't like just dipping a piece of ammo into your alchemy jug and getting a hit before it goes away, this was a much more intensive treatment, that obviously they were preparing to do something, but this isn't a permanent enchantment on these daggers, so uh, if you'd like, you can say four semi-poisoned daggers, but you're not quite sure how much poison is left on them. And nothing else surprisingly. They they really have nothing else on them.
0: No orders or gold or anything?
4: No. You know where it is?
0: Probably
2: down this hallway.
4: Alright, let's have a look. Yep. Okay. You guys uh <laughs> enter through the hole in the wall that essentially Carlton has made, and you do enter what is basically what basically looks like a, a bedroom. It is a smallish room that has a A bed, a table, a lamp, there's a plush brown bear rug on the floor that Travancore. you find Shadow is a little wary about stepping on. There's a small file cabinet with a few index notebooks sitting next to the, uh, the desk, and the table has a couple pieces of blank parchment as well as an opened letter on top of the table. And they're... Doesn't seem to be anything else that you can see. There's no, like, paintings or tapestries on the wall. There's no, obviously no windows or other doors in this
1: room. I'd like to read that letter.
3: Bernie would like okay. to roll around on the bear rug.
1: I, oh, do you.
4: So, Travencore, uh go ahead. Oh, actually, you don't even have to roll anything. You walk on over and pick up the letter. The parchment actually looks like it's recently dried out. It is uh, after being wet from something. It's crinkly and a little bit weak, but you're careful with it. There is some faint black ink that is barely visible on it. You, you're you able to make out the basics of a, a pretty boring letter of a son to his father about travel plans for the holidays. Layered over the top of this black letter is some red ink, and it takes you a second or two. It's in Commons. So you can actually read it off, and, and that is the letter.
1: Okay. And I read, Red Larch has fallen. The corruption from the crypt garden has finally reached the surrounding farmland, and it is no longer safe to roam at night. There has not been a caravan in, in weeks. Another few months, and it would have, have fallen to ruin. But the giants have sped up that process. Those who had stayed to fight for the town were crushed and eaten. I do not believe the giants and the corruption are related. The giants were pillagers and saw easy prayer. Pray. Your plans for this town must wait, as I fear the giants are moving south. Amphale may be next. I will head north to Tribor, where most refugees have fled. I don't know if it is too far for you, but Tribor is bigger and offers greater opportunities. Until further notice, I will continue my task.
0: Well shit. That's Guys
2: I have a vested interest in this town. Looks I would like not we're staying going
3: like to get crushed or eaten.
0: Uh, looks like we're sticking around. So Heroes the, he, doing hero things. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so I I think this letter is for the real Vakovic, because this, is, clearly this version of Vakovic was more interested in power, money, and stuff. That's why he was turning people against them. And Lor- Laros tough didn't realize that. Like He had always relied on the fixers for information, but they were never malicious. They were always just they, they knew things, but this thing, whatever it is, was clearly like totally all, hey, I'm just going to fuck things up and use these resources for my own gain. Maybe he found out that shit was going bad, and that's why he started getting very erratic, which is how we were able to undo this all. But it's, So we have two things here. We have a symptom, which is the giants marching. Away from whatever's in the crypt garden. And then we have the root cause, the crypt garden.
3: So I think we should go burn the crypt garden. I agree.
0: We shouldn't leave these guys undefended. So I want to figure out from the notes in this letter if there's a way that we could move to the crypt garden and intercept anyone coming from Red Larch.
4: So what are you looking for in this letter? I'm sorry. So,
0: okay, Red Larch is falling. Where is Red Larch?
2: Uh, North of Amphail.
4: Yes, that would have actually been on the long road, the next stop. It would have been a couple more days travel, depending on if you were on foot or on horse. And you guys were starting to head towards the Crypt Garden. And... It depends on how you wanted to go to the Crypt Garden, whether you needed to go to Red Larch or not. If you were going to stay on the Long Road, which is a slightly safer form of travel and could necess- could be faster depending on what you encounter in the wild, you would have gone through Red Larch and then gone off the long road into the Crypt Garden. You could bypass, you could have bypassed Red Larch if you want to or wanted to and gone straight there. It would technically be faster as a crow flies, but it would have been totally off-roading. So uh, you guys hadn't gotten as far as your plans for how you were going to go after you left Amphail, but Red Larch is several days' travel north of here along the long road and the other town that's mentioned in the letter tribor would have been many more days up north on the long road past that
0: you know what guys let's go ahead and figure out how much time we have and i think bucks uh, come here for a moment i want to i want to talk talk this out
4: okay bucks is bucks very is quick good to at math. bucks bucks is very good at math
0: bucks also celestials are i want you to fly north following the road towards red larch be careful stay hidden as soon as you see giants fly as fast as you can back no hiding just speak
4: okay he thinks for a moment about his limited knowledge of this area and you actually kind of see a map appear in your head of this area and you do know even for an owl uh for a uh, celestial I like him he may be gone for more than a day depending on how much he needs to circle and look
0: i say that's fine uh it's this is really important that we figure out how much time we have to prepare for giants because if we have a chance to if they've gone somewhere else and we have a chance to get at the crypt garden first that might be better but if they're fucking nigh then then we uh, we we have to stay and deal with that.
1: Isn't the Crypt Garden like 220 miles away, though?
4: Yes. It's still... If you were to go straight there, and it, it's a very large forest, so it's not like, you know... It, it's not something you could get through in a day. Depending on what's going on in the Crypt Garden, it itself is a good couple hundred miles of, well, of forested area. Well, here's the other area. thing.
0: If, if Buck sticks to the road, more or less, then if we can do the exposition of everything tomorrow, then we could say we have unfortunate news that uh, a giant attack may be on the way. You guys get ready. We're going to start heading that direction and maybe head them off, and then Bucks hopefully will be on his return leg, and we can meet up with him then.
1: That that works for me, assuming these lords can get their stuff together in the wake of a giant attack. I, w- I would hope. If that doesn't get them going, I don't think anything will.
0: Well, And like we said, we can also since it's now a time of war, maybe they just string up off. Maybe they do like a drumhead
1: trial and, and get it. Yeah, over. he suddenly okay moved way to the back of our problem list. Yeah, Very
3: quickly. He's just a jerk.
2: But before we do anything, we should get the furniture.
4: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> furniture is super important. Bernie, All right. Because you know, it's a
3: bear rug, Bernie says, "Bring the rug. Let's take the rug with me what
5: on dear? it. You can roll <laughs> me
3: up like a little." burrito get it i made a pun i made a pun
1: so shadow puts his paws on his nose like to ask it to block the smell of that pun and he's not coming anywhere near that bear rug so someone else will pay it for you bully for you
0: i i will i will get it i will take the burrito
4: thank you
1: Bear bear tato
4: okay (laughs) <laughs> the only other thing that you just see without doing a more thorough search is the the couple of what looks like bound journals next to in the the side cabinet next to the bed or next to the, the desk.
1: I'll try to open the cabinet.
4: Oh, it's open. It's an, oh. it's an open like that's it's just a couple of shelves and you can see like three of them sitting there. One of them is obviously one that has been used recently. It's sitting off to the side a little bit like it was just recently put there.
1: Okay, I'd like to read what's in the cabinet.
4: Sure. You grab one of these, open it up. What languages
1: do you speak? Okay, common, elven, goblin, draconic, sylvan, Celestian, celestial, and undercommon. What? I got a skill where I got three, plus lang- three extra languages, remember yeah, that, that blessing I got? he
0: got a ton of languages when we all got blessed.
1: He's, um, our, he's our translator. I'm a polygot, which is an opposite of what I am in real life, which is an American.
4: (laughs) It is Ah. a good thing, actually, that you speak undercommon, because when you first open this up, it's almost gibberish, and then, because you're expecting one of the regular languages, and oh no no, undercommon. Ooh, you haven't actually seen this before, even though you know how to speak it. What you're looking at is essentially a ledger, Hmm. and as you flip through it, it's a dated... It's a dated, timed ledger with very short notes in what looks like kind of messy handwriting. Although the further back you go, you eventually hit a point where the handwriting turns from messy to very n- a very neat script. And you just took a very quick browse through it. It's weeks and weeks and months and months of payments of this house paying this much for this or this much being paid to this house for this. When you flip kind of to the beginning of it, to the ledger, uh, to the more neat handwriting, it's a lot of standard payments. It's almost every single house in Amphail making a monthly payment of 250 gold for what's listed as general info. And this seems to reoccur over and over and over and over again. And then the later you get in the journal, the more varied some of the entries get. You see various payments from the Passerach House for creatures that are listed. You see uh, recently a refund listed for the Passerachs. You see a payment for the Passerachs that just lists horse, third race. You see a payment from... Uh, you see the M. is listed a bunch of times, although mostly it's this weird 250 gold stipend that comes up over and over and over again. And then you see M. Carthra A, 700, death.
1: Interesting. At exactly how long ago did the sloppy writing become very neat?
4: It looks from the dates that are listed on there like about nine, nine and a half months ago.
1: Interesting.
0: That's hey, uh, that jives with the time frame that uh, that uh, Derek gave us. And
2: do we see, or I guess I don't, because I don't speak under Uh Travancore, do you see mention of the Eagle Shields paying um, anything?
1: I, I don't think she mentioned anything. I look specifically for the Eagle Shields' name. Do I see it anywhere in the book?
4: You do a quick flip through and in the last nine months, no. If you go back about a year, just almost to the beginning of this book, um, and it looks like the other two books are just older ledgers. You do see every once in a while that two hundred and fifty dollars, uh, two hundred fifty gold piece payment. That's just info, but you don't see any other payments.
1: Hmm. Okay, so they use the fixtures once, but otherwise they they steer clear of them. Okay. I'm gonna grab that I'll, that, I'll, that book. Uh, and the other books actually just for my own edification and in case we need to talk to anybody about this we well, at no, least no, have no, the evidence that's back our it. smoking gun Well that's what I'm saying I'm I'm taking them so yeah, that I yeah, have them to talk to people about it That's well I I
0: I think when we when we announce everything to the town we can say we have proof and then we don't turn it over to anyone
1: we just we say
0: it. yeah here it is Yeah it's all it's I, it's safest in our hands man
1: yeah, absolutely. That's why I'm taking it.
0: Well, I'm just saying, we'll we're, we're, that's the plan for it. We're not just yeah. gonna, There's taking it, and then there's... We're going to use it as fucking evidence to get these people to goddamn cooperate and get uh, Asok to swing.
4: I gotcha. Is there anything else you'd like to do in this room? Wait, Asok is dead. He is not. Asok M. Carthara is still alive.
1: No, Aeslock probably paid somebody 750 gold to kill somebody. He put a hit on somebody. Can I tell from the ledger who like you put the hit on or no? It was what's it was Kara's girlfriend. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But I wanted to see if it was actually in the I wanna see if it was actually in the book. Like that's actually written.
4: It there's no names other than the house names in the book as you flip through. Although you do notice in the last couple of months, uh most of it, as I said, seems to be this standard info payment every once in a while, a pass-rack payment for a specific creature that's listed. You do find the basilisks on there. You don't see basically hits on people. What you see is house payment death, house payment death. It only comes up maybe half a dozen times in the whole ledger. What are the other and times? the most that recent comes one up. being the ASOC or M Carthra, a, and then the payment,
2: and there's no dates with that, right?
4: There are dates with them, yes. And does the no date for the ASOC attack.
2: one coincide with the attack at the races?
4: It coincides, yes, because it happens about a week before. So it happened about a week ago, and it happened the same... when Travancore. when you flip through and you find kind of the time frame before you, you guys arrived, a week before the attack happened there's listed a couple of different payments. A couple of the houses paid this monthly stipend. You see the Passerax paying this amount for horse, third race. And then you see Assoc M Asok, for what you actually see is M. Carthra A, 700 gold pieces,
1: death. I'd like to see the other places where death is mentioned. Yeah, because what I'm saying is
2: we can take this to, as evidence, like obviously we're still holding on to it, but we can go to Laros and be like, hey, remember all those like deaths that happened around these talk to these families cuz like here's a record of them having been involved.
0: I uh, I just Laros was complicit in a lot of this. So yeah. if if he's our are best option for for meeting out justice blade, then I guess, but I don't know. I think back like how how much does Jonathan the match Muscular Based on his interactions with Laro,s believe that he would be like the best guy to meet out justice for this. Or, or
1: based on what we've seen here and what we, or should we call up Waterdeep?
0: If we t- if we call up Waterdeep, that'll take way too fucking long.
1: Yeah. The other piece of it is, like, if airing all the sturdy laundry puts the houses against each other, will they have time to band together to protect the town from giants? That'll be the the
0: second part of our presentation. It's a two-part presentation. It's the, hey, this is how y'all fucked up. And then the second part is, oh, by the way, we have this letter here that apparently Red Larch has been giant stomped, and we're next. Or y'all are next.
4: Okay, did, Jonathan, did you have a specific question? That you yes, of, I want
0: to know uh, how much Jonathan the Magimuscular trusts Laros the uh, Leros the whatever well, the fuck his how name is. You, like,
4: that, that's up to you. Yeah, that's not... I, don't, I, I
0: Jonathan the actual player does not, but I don't know if Jonathan the Magimuscular would.
4: Both of you know the same things. You guys didn't roll any insight checks on him when you were interacting with him in any way. Carlton asked um, Travancore to flip through the book to look for death to see if there were any other what what you surmise at this point were actually hits put out on somebody by a house in town or by people in town you find uh five total instances in the book of what's listed as death with a payment from a house three of them are from Carthra, although only um one of them is listed as a Carthra. the other two are just listed as amcarthra okay one is listed from Roy Ball, and one is listed from Festick.
1: Okay, are they are they all from the last nine months, or are they just, or they they go back before that?
4: They are all from the last nine months. Okay, so- I guess
0: he's probably all right then,
2: because like he was just buying information; he wasn't ordering hits.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. He didn't. He participated in like whoever sent this letter believed that the fixers here were still the information fixers, not yeah. the Killy fixers.
4: Actually, uh roll an investigation check. There's no date on the letter. So you don't you don't necessarily know that.
5: Shit, oh. so we don't know
2: how soon the giants are coming.
0: Yeah, that's actually a really good point. They could be here tomorrow.
4: They're giants! But we should still get the, the furniture first.
0: Another twenty-one.
4: Travancore hands you the letter for you to kind of look over it there's an odor coming off of it and by looking at kind of this double bit of of ink, it's obvious that the letter itself was treated with something in order to make the invisible ink become visible and because there's still an odor, you think that the letter, you don't know when the letter actually arrived, but you suspect it was treated within the last 24 hours.
0: Okay, so it's, no, what, what I'm saying is whoever sent this letter may not have realized that Vakovic had been replaced. Because he's talking about like your plans for this town must Oh. May okay, maybe maybe this is another uh doppelganger. Because he's I guess I I mistook the your plans have to wait for altruistic intentions. Like, oh your plans have to wait because of things. No, the plans have to wait because fucking giants are coming. So okay, so Red Larch is, is how many days walk from from Amphail? I'm I'm remembering my uh my last of the Mohicans, and the British army could march from f- could march 15 miles in a in a day and a half.
5: Yeah, because they could be here
0: the day after tomorrow.
3: Think about that. That's an entire army moving. I can I can run 26 miles in five hours, which means I can walk 26 miles. In, in about like
0: 10 hours eight, right well, and, and
3: not even 10 like eight nine so like really what you have to think when you think of an army think about moving an entire army right the no British that's a good army point being there is indicative of they can only cover 15 miles a day and a half because that means it's not the first man arriving it's the last man in the right line. they're
0: all they're having to pick up and break down camp whereas yeah. these giants may not have to do that and they're walking on giant's legs
4: yeah, yeah. It is it is actually 100 about 110 miles on the long road from Amphil. Okay.
0: Jonathan the Match Muscular is going to is going to sit down, uh go cross-legged, put his arms together like he's the avatar meditating and go enter his mind palace and try and do calculations. How fast a giant walks? So it's a it's a word problem here. How it's fast a giant. a giant walks? How how the distance between here and Red Larch and how long it might take a group of giants to uh, to cover that distance, assuming 12 hour day walking. So if they've got a purpose
4: in your mind palace, you picture this, this bit of calculus that you want to do. And unfortunately, at the moment, you're missing a few variables. Giant can mean a lot of things. There are a variety of giants and some are larger than others. So you're a little unsure of what size giant um, we're talking let's about? Let's set ourselves some parameters.
2: I was gonna say, can I do a history check to kind of remember like what giants will be closest to the area of Red Larch?
3: Sure. Also, why don't we just assume what if Jonathan the Magic Mustard can remember everything, he remembers the biggest giant he knows of and the smallest giant he knows of. And how fast each of those walk. And we
4: can give ourselves So we a can get down.
2: a range, yeah. yeah. I got a nine on history. Giants <laughs> are big.
4: Giants are huge. You, uh, Carlton, you do know, you do remember there used to be giants in the area of the Sword uh, Mountains and maybe some of the Desarian Hills. It, they didn't come down from the mountains very often. In fact, you never saw them and you'd only heard about them as a, as an occasional thing. You don't know what kind of giants they are and... You remember hearing stories of there's a reason they didn't come this far, but you don't know why. Like there was some there was something there's a reason that they stayed where they were and they you guys weren't really bothered outside the crypt garden.
3: Bernie from inside her bear rug burrito is going to roll a history check. Sure. She got also got an 11. Okay.
4: Uh, So what what kind of history are you? thinking about what you're trying what to what does come bernie
3: up with? know about giants <laughs> except for that everybody is giant
4: compared to her <laughs> yeah. bernie's like well you're all fucking huge you're, you're giant people but these are giant giants so the entomology giant not the figurative giant there's a range you know of five or six different varieties of giant you're pretty sure it's probably not frost giants for the obvious reason that it doesn't get that cold but you you think it could be i mean there's five or six other versions of giants and you you never really studied giants because why would a gnome encounter
1: giants that seems silly however a
4: person traveling here we are and yet person traveling traveling yeah
1: that person traveling myself like, who studied these maps might be able to do a history check and get some more information, so I'd like to try one of those.
4: Sure. Oh. From your studies of this area before you, you took to the ocean to come to Faerun.
1: Oh god, natural 20. Yes! So 20, 22. <laughs> okay. Drink, if you haven't already.
3: Yo, Travancore whips out his, uh, um... History dick. No, no. What is the guidebook? <laughs> that guidebook that's like oh, the traveler's the, guide to the, yeah.
1: the, the Junior Woodchucks Guidebook. He,
3: he ripped. Your he pocket whipped, guide. He rips. He whips out his pocket guide to Feyrune and just is like, oh guys, I've got it right here. Giants.
4: <laughs> All right. With a natural twenty, Travancore, you were keen on making sure you knew about any of the major threats in and around some of the areas that you'd been in, or that you might end up in, and certainly centered on the the major roadways between Waterdeep up towards Neverwinter and Baldur's Gate, down into the swamps, and then out east. And you had studied a bit of the long road, because that's one of the major travel points. Giants didn't come up too often. It wasn't something that anyone really had encountered unless you went way out into the middle of nowhere. You do remember hearing about some roving bands of either stone or hill giants in this general area. You don't have terrible specifics. From your knowledge of reading about this area, both those groups of giants, you're not talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. You're talking about a clan or a band of maybe at most 30 or 40 because they're giants. and. They're going to take up a lot of space, and there's not going to be that many. Of all of the threats you remember reading about to be prepared for, giants weren't necessarily one of them because there seemed, at least in Faerun, to be a lot more active dragon activity, and the dragons and the giants hate each other and will kill each other on sight.
1: Interesting. Thank you, Thontorvac. Oh, I got my pager, but I don't want to use it just yet. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying that since there was
0: a blue dragon operating in the area, that kept them out of the
1: general area. That's true. That's true. We have to worry about giants, at least in, in greenest. But uh, that—that's that what happened. I'm saying. If they—if yeah.
0: like if even we were able to find out there was a fucking blue dragon, the giants are like, holy fuck, there's a blue dragon around. Let's not go there. Okay, so uh, what do I need to figure out for a giant's land for a hill giant or a stone giant's land speed?
4: Um. I'll say between Travancore's amazing history role and your general nature, you do know that hill giants are—they average around 16 feet tall. Stone giants average around 18 feet tall. They're only a little bit taller, so you can kind of do an average of, let's say, 17 feet. They move pretty fast. You you do know that both stone and hill giants—they they they. It's not that they're quick. It it is that they're just really large. Stone giants are... They're too intelligent to wander around too much. And hill giants are really friggin' stupid. (laughs) So you do kind of the mental math. And yeah, if this letter had arrived within the last 24 hours, that meant it was probably sent at least a couple of days ago, either of those giants at their normal speed, without really hurrying, could have made it to Amphail by now. So either there's something there's something else maybe going on, or the hill it's hill giants and they're too stupid to follow a road, or it's stone giants and they really aren't that interested in Amphail, or something else is going on. But if you do know those speed of Giants, if they wanted to make it from Red Larch to Amphail in the time frame you think that they had, they could have easily come here by now.
0: Okay, uh, so I un I unavatar Meditate and say, <laughs> well, by my calculations, they should have been here already, so something else is up. But hopefully uh, Scouting Mission Flight Beta will-, will be successful, aka my good buddy Bucks, um and and will may tell us more. I think for right now though, let's focus on on cleaning up business here as much as possible. That means getting this shit into the pocket house and then going upstairs to the town square and spilling some fucking tea. Am I right? And I hold out my hand to uh to to uh to Bernie to high five.
3: Bernie's the- wrapped in a bear rug.
0: I I feel the bear rug to see if I get a little bump back. <laughs>
3: You, are really, you hear her go, We're to the dead guy first. And right,
0: she, okay. Well, we'll do that when we get to the pocket house.
3: And then she fist bumps you, and she goes, Carry on. And by that, <laughs> I mean, carry me in my burrito. <laughs>
0: Uh, 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 yes, em, yes, em. your your ber- your berry toe goes, goes now. And
5: Bernie's been literally
3: physically laying down this whole time. Can we count it as a rest? <laughs> Just so <if you> she can <laughs> get some say,
4: spell slots back. It's not a long rest, but for you, it has been a short rest since you've been basically doing nothing. Is there anything else you'd like to do in this room? You've basically walked in, grabbed a letter off the table, grabbed a couple books out of the bookshelf, and that's it. No, I um, think we're done.
5: Is there yeah, I want to.
2: Well, well, while Jonathan was doing his mind calculus, I wanted to retreat into my mind and try to recall some memories of my child and my mother taking me into the crypt garden to see if I could remember what may have kept the giants away in particular.
4: Sure. Go ahead and roll a history check.
2: Since she told me about the forest and stuff. But it's been a while. I drank a lot. Memory's not so good. Memory is not very good with a
4: six. You. Only ever remember the crypt garden being a warm and welcoming place. You only, like, you don't, none of the stories come to mind, or if they're, you know, if she even told you any stories, you remember, the worst memory you have is entering there with your mother fleeing as she was getting killed, but you remember the crypt garden as being this lovely forest full of home to you, so... You, you're not quite sure what would scare a giant away.
2: Okay. It's, there's lots of years of hard drinking in there as well. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Anything else in here? Anyone want to search the desks? Yes. The, search all search the things. Search the room. pretty thought of a thing.
0: Okay. I, I loosened the rug a little bit so we can hear a little bit better.
4: What Wouldn't a dragon scare a giant away? go ahead and roll an intelligence check but
3: like what do you mean no fuck no i'm sorry you just told us all this stuff about the only things that don't like dragons that scare giants like giants don't like dragons if a if our blue dragon is keeping a giant out wouldn't the same if giants are running away if there you we can't figure how can we not figure out what would scare a giant away it's the dragon.
4: Well, you know Travencore knows from his research that because of the the dragons that there's more dragons uh in Faerun than in many other places and they're mortal enemies with giants that you didn't share all they this would pretty much us? kill each other on sight, but you know that might not be the only thing that is making the giants run
2: trust the dice
4: i'll also I'll also accept a nature check on either giants and or Dragons. If you want to know,
3: it's all no. She's not good at any of that shit.
4: Uh these are huge creatures, and anything that could scare one of the either the giants or the dragons have got to be another huge creature or something just as scary as a huge creature.
0: I so, got a twenty on my check on dra- on uh, on dragons, or on giants. Sorry, on sorry, na- giants on
4: check. the nature of giants.
0: Yes, actually, okay, I got specifically- a twenty-five, but you know,
4: <laughs> on specifically what would scare them. Yeah, or. Okay, well, yes, giants and they're scared of dragons because they're mortal enemies. But it wouldn't be a runaway thing; it would it would be a fight to the death usually. Although if this dragon was something fearsome enough to kill the clan leader or slaughter enough of them, some of them would probably flee, uh, in either terror and or in self preservation. They're even hill giants are smart enough to know when they're about to get slaughtered. Other things they're they're a bunch of large creatures that would be uh worrisome to them, hydras, definitely any of the the larger monstrosities, but you don't know of any of those around in this area. Some of the giants would be terrified of disease they are they're not immortal and they're not immune to picking up anything from the common cold to. Some horrible form of blight. And certainly some of those giants, especially the lesser intelligent ones that don't understand quite so much the how good being clean is, uh, disease would be troublesome and magic to some of them would be terrifying. So a, a very magical really? creature or... But something... You say that, but we're not talking... Fireballs and explosions we're talking about being charmed, being dominated, being magic of illusion and of the mind, something that would make a giant lose themselves, their senses or their control of themselves you You do know in general that's not something they i mean nobody likes that, but that's something they especially are <sighs> worries about. dang
0: it, I wish I hadn't skipped those classes in magic college.
4: Bernie would like to
3: <laughs> Bernie would like to roll to see if she knows how much snot comes out of a giant's nose when it has a cold.
1: Sure, go
4: ahead and roll a medicine
1: check. The burning questions of our day.
4: 18 plus
3: 3 21. Bernie knows a lot about snot. Uh,
4: yeah. Oh jeez. I mean, you know that the the poop of a giant is huge and that probably only happens once a day, once every other day. A giant that is sick, that is blowing its nose and coughing up, you know, all the, the fun phlegm that any being gets when they're sick. Oh, there's gallons. We're probably in the gallons.
3: i just like to say that this is twice now that I've wasted really good rolls on not very good goofs, and I apologize for that. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: oh, you mean like a critical hit against the door?
3: Oh, yeah. Like We broke down a door. Don't feel too bad. I delicately poked an eyeball, and I know how much a giant... I don't know anything about giants, but man,
4: can I logic out their poops, their bowel movements, and how much snot. Eight pounds of poop in general, and probably about five or six gallons worth of snot on a daily basis.
3: And I just say from my rug, I really hope they don't have colds, guys. Or the shits. Colds or the
4: shits. Okay. Anything else in this room that you would like to examine, check out?
2: Yeah, go through the desk and all the try to find like any hidden compartments where he would hide gold in his bedroom or something like that.
4: Roll some investigation checks.
2: Nope. I am now really interested in giant poop and giants, not with a roll of three.
4: (laughs) Bernie's got all the fun facts. So many fun facts. Carlton goes walking up to the desk, which does have some some drawers in it. Um, there is the the kept bed over on the right hand side. There's a couple of walls that, that seem to be bare. Um, you look around and you kind of mutter under your breath about how, you know, this is just, we should be looking for stuff. And then Bernie starts talking about poop and snot, and you are so distracted by the idea of a being making larger poops than you that you basically look at the top of the desk and go, nope, nothing here.
2: I try to, like, gauge out whether or not the damage I did to the bathroom amounted to at least eight and a half pounds of poop and whether or not I had more poop than a giant in that one instant. Nope. Alright.
4: You, you maybe had enough poop for one eighth of a giant. So,
0: okay, the whole point is, how long would it take giants to walk here? Well, it depends
2: on
4: how constipated. They are. Oh, that's right. That's right. No, we
0: okay. This went you so fucking re- far off the rails. I forgot we determined that. Let's get to the fucking pocket
4: house. A few, a few things I'm going to remind you all of. First off, <laughs> you closed the pocket house, and you will not be able to reopen it until tonight. So at the moment, I, th- Travancore, I think you're the one with the 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 nut. Actually,
1: I think Bernie has it. Bernie, yeah, maybe
4: Bernie has it. Whoever has it, you guys closed it before you left this morning. You had activated it, um, the evening before, and so it takes twenty four hours before you from activation till the next time. So you actually can't activate it again until tonight.
3: We're let me question the dead body. Yeah, let's
5: just Bernie do that. Wants
3: to question
0: let's the do dead that now. Um,
2: do you uh, have... while she's doing that? I'm gonna grab that other snail shell and bring it in here.
0: Let's uh, do we? Did want to Did we determine if Zone of Truth would keep the? ghost from Light.
4: You did not. You did not determine that, I should clarify. Alright,
2: we determined we could cast both, but whether or not it would be active. Okay. More. While they're doing that, I'm gonna start getting some, all the all the loots to this main room with the furniture. So I'm gonna go grab the snail shells, the clothing, the tapestries,
1: the arts. I instruct Shadow to help where possible. Okay.
4: Thanks, Bear Buddy. Okay, uh, um, You're doing Speak With Dead? Speak With Dead. So I've got speak with dead here. So I will. You grant the semblance of life and intelligence to a corpse of your choice within range, allowing it to answer the questions you pose. The corpse must still have a mouth and can't be undead. The spell fails if the corpse is the target of the spell within the last 10 days until the spell ends. You can ask the corpse up to five questions. And then there's some stuff. Bernie, since you're the one who would know speak with dead and you're the one who would do zone of truth. I would love for you to roll roll a wisdom check.
3: Really shitty when you're like nineteen.
4: Okay, you're unsure, but because speak with dead doesn't actually reanimate anything, because it it doesn't even actually really pull a spirit back, as it were. You're basically giving a corpse the ability to speak. You're giving it, as it says, the semblance of life and intelligence. Now, whether a corpse is a creature is interesting. And so you're not sure if it would work.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: There is also the fact that even if it does work, the corpse would get a a, a chance at a saving throw. It's uh, Bernie,
0: it's your spell, so I would say it's your call if you want to give it a shot.
4: Yeah, you know the spell doesn't return the creature's soul to its body, only its animating spell. Spirit. So whether you, whether Zone of Truth would work on it, you're unsure.
3: Bernie's gonna cast the Zone of Truth and we're gonna do it like we did the other guy.
0: Okay. I'm gonna come over with Bernie and uh let's do this.
4: So you have both a second level and a third level spell available yes, spell slot? Uh,
0: okay. okay, uh let's let's work out real quick what we want to ask this thing. Uh who are you? Where are you from? What? We kind of already okay. know its purpose.
3: Okay, uh, everybody's going to back up so I can plant a zone of truth. You
0: this letter. Okay, here are the questions that I have so far Who are you? Where are you from? Who sent you this letter? What are your plans for this town?
4: Okay, you put down Zone of Truth. You take a moment and cast Speak with Dead. And for a very long moment, everything is silent and still. And then you see the chest of this creature. <laughs> and the eyes which were lidless and so had just been kind of staring into nothing slowly look at you and you hear this creature say <sighs>
6: what do you ask of me hi there how are you I, I
3: i mean obviously not not doing well that's certain um
0: we should test if the, yeah we should test if the zone works a litmus, te- a litmus
4: test. You don't have to test. Bernie, you know... I-, I think Zone of Truth means you know immediately whether it works or not, right? He has to
3: do a charisma saving throw if it's going to work on him. I imagined you would do the saving throw as a way of showing You
4: would art. know whether each creature succeeds or fails on its saving throw. You, As this creature, as this uh, corpse turns to you and, and says what it did, you wait for the ping from Zone of Truth and you feel no ping. Okay, it doesn't work on him. That's fine.
3: Well, shit. Alright, that's fine. What's your name, sir? My name
6: was Catharthok. Catharthok.
3: Can you enunciate? <laughs> we didn't slit your throat. You have all your vocal cords. And by we, I mean definitely not me and definitely not this person right here. We is the general term. Nobs have funny pronouns.
0: Car, Catharthok. Uh, where i thought what what was it
1: katharcock, kathar-cock. what was the name okay. that he was going Ka- by
4: i don't remember it being uh, v- he was vukovic. going by vukovic but you asked him what his name was and what he says is
6: Catharkok. that's a lovely name
0: where are you from
6: the moon maybe i was originally created in the underdark but this is my home now we have
0: friends there we do Uh, is the real Vukovic
4: alive? It looks at Jonathan, and it looks back at you, Bernie. Oh, sorry.
3: Is the real Vukovic alive?
6: No! He needed to be disposed of if I was going to take his place.
3: Oh, so is that how that works? Do they have to die in order for you to look like them? Or could you just, like, be like, Ooh,
5: ooh,
4: can you do the bear? <laughs> like which, which question are you asking because you you've asked three questions and oh we yeah, have three questions i didn't see that i'm so been sorry th- you've asked what's you've asked what's his name where is he from and is vukovic alive? oh shit i didn't
0: know so, we had three questions either i didn't know we had three questions. you have
4: five you have five questions shit. you can ask okay him. all right you've asked three okay
0: okay so huddle up huddle up, huddle up. so we have two more questions I, uh, the ones I had written down are who sent you this letter and what are your plans for the town?
3: What are your plans for the town could include the letter. And who sent you could be like a larger, like, because the letter may be sent by someone else, but like plans for the town probably might answer who sent the letter.
0: Okay, let's ask that question first.
3: Let's hold the letter up and like shake it at him and say, what are your plans for this town?
0: Okay, yeah, I what hand you the plan letter. plans
3: for this town?
4: That's my Batman voice. The corpse takes a deep breath and says,
6: My plans are fruitless. You have scattered them to the nine hells. Okay, so
3: point, point, not a question, just a point. that Just because they're fruitless doesn't mean they don't exist. What, what are they? If, imagine, imagine if you would. They are not fruitless. Think big, juicy watermelon. And
0: and and, and he poked, I poke, or Jonathan Madgemucker reminds Bernie not to ask another question.
3: It's not a question. It's just an a, a, It's just a. He, he It's not a question. It's just a, a counterpoint to keep answering this question.
4: Go ahead and roll a persuasion check. Oh
3: shit! We know I'm good at that because I'm a charlatan.
4: Do it, <laughs> fucking do it.
3: I'm good at that. I don't know what I hold on, Chris. Oh, I get a, I get a, a pretty good bonus on this. Sixteen, not so Ooh. bad. When it comes to corpses, I'm quite charming.
4: Okay, it regards you for a moment and is quiet, and then it says,
6: "This was to be my domain. This was to be my home." but now it is just my grave.
0: Yeah, fair point. Okay. So at this point and I I huddle I huddle away and I'm like, all right, so do we want to know who sent the letter or do we want to know who sent him? It sounds like they just so, something just unleashed him to cause chaos.
3: So here's my thought on this. If this was to be his, okay, so there's there's two, there's like, there's the the chaotic, like, oh, he's just being unleashed. But if that was to be his domain, are we, and like, yeah, letter, let's just go with the letter because it's more germane to what we're doing right now. And I don't want to wheedle out some kind of existential issue of the Underdark
4: because I don't really want to end up there in the next <laughs> five episodes. I'll say this, Jonathan, with your role from before and your knowledge of shape changers and doppelgangers in general, you do know that they they are they're greedy and they are swindlers and they are materialistic and they delight in not just the acquiring of knowledge and secrets but in the deception itself they are masters of becoming someone else and that being able to fool the ones you that loved that person is half of their pleasure. So oh,
3: shit, I get that. Everybody likes doing that, right? Bernie's like, yes.
4: No? Yeah. Okay, fine. This is a little this is slightly more evil.
0: Okay, so so like asking why he's here, that that pretty much answers that more or less.
4: Yeah, think. I think who sent the letter. You you don't know for sure, but you do know that just the opportunity to come in and cause chaos and learn and adapt and take over lives. It could be enough for this creature. You know,
3: okay. everybody has a has a different thing that fulfills them.
0: We're not here to kink shame, no.
3: No, no, we're definitely Actually yes we are. Hold on, he killed someone.
0: <laughs> oh that's right, yeah.
5: Um, okay.
3: multiple someone's
0: I'm sorry.
5: He almost killed
3: think... us. Almost us. I'll save the second eyeball poke for later. I'm just gonna hold the letter up and say, Who sent you this? This letter right here. The person reading this letter. Who sent, who sent it?
6: Thomas, one of my assassins. I sent him to investigate possible contacts with the Thieves Guild in Red Larch. Interesting. Okay. His so name not- is Thomas, and your name is... <laughs>
0: well, he- <laughs> Thomas is a real person.
4: At this point, you see his eyes drift off of your face, and the breath escapes in a and the body goes limp again, as you have asked your five questions. All
0: right. I think that so there's not a doppelganger conspiracy here. He was just this is just his game. So all right. I think we've got this. We've got this.
3: Yeah. Okay. What do we want to do with that? We gotta take the body with us.
0: Right. We'll. We'll. Well. Yeah. We can actually. We can leave the body here because no one's coming down here.
4: Wait, uh, we you can don't bar know the, that.
0: Well, we can bar the door.
4: Where's the <sighs> tunnel? Wasn't there a tunnel? Okay. We'll leave them. All. We haven't found the other tunnel. If we right. Oh, the tunnel, right. we can't
3: guarantee.
4: Okay. But the only place you've really looked was back where the flail snail bodies were although Carlton has now brought their shells into this room and it's starting to stink a little bit. Okay, let's do this.
0: When we open up the pocket house They're shiny. Let's put those on the landing pad farthest away from the house. The the snails and the bodies and the body. And then we'll we'll save those for last while we move everything else in.
4: It is um mid morning at this point. Or you know, around there. You guys entered this lair in in the morning and you can't open the pocket house until this evening. Do we
0: want to spill tea now?
2: Well, let's keep looking for the. Let's search like very diligently for that tunnel.
4: Okay, yes,
1: let's do I that. Agree. Yeah, because we want an escape plan in case these lords aren't amenable to our uh, our what we have to say to them. So, investigate or percept?
4: Well, where are you going to look, and are you specifically looking for secret tunnels, doors, that kind of thing?
0: Yes, we are looking for wherever they brought in the the basilisks and other creatures.
4: Okay, where would you like to look, and who's doing the looking? And it would be an investigation checks since you're you're basically if you're looking specifically for a hidden door or tunnel or entranceway you guys are going to be investigating the walls and so tell me tell me what room you would like to investigate Did you say there
2: was a fireplace in this room
0: oh yeah why don't you look there jonathan the magimuscular is going to look in the in the snail room
2: yeah i want to look at the fireplace because if scooby-doo taught me anything
4: carlton go ahead and roll an investigation check looking in basically in this back room. I'll I'll say the whole room, but that you're starting with the fireplace. Seven. It's a fireplace. Bernie, got a six. Uh, Bernie comes in over and says, yep, that's a fireplace. Hey.
1: Okay. What did a bear rug look good in front of this? I'll check this uh, side room where, uh, so up outside of that room and to the right of the map, I guess it's hard to describe okay. to our listeners, but, uh, different the, room. The
4: room where you had, where you found Bernie's shield.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'll check okay. that room.
4: Go ahead and roll an investigation check.
1: Twelve.
4: Don't find anything. You kind of search along the walls. Carlton at this point has kind of cleaned this place out. It had the rack of clothing, it had the, the tiny little chest you guys couldn't open, it had the two large rugs, a and Bernie Shield, which she now has on. Um and so it's pretty empty, and you kind of search all the walls, you don't find anything.
0: Jonathan the Magimuscular searches the snail room to the two or investigates the snail room to the tune of seventeen.
4: Okay. You do a thorough search of the walls here. There's nothing else in this room except for those um, artisan tools that were obviously being used to harvest whatever the snails were laying down and turning into glass. The walls are a little slimy. It's a little gross, but you don't find any secret entrance exit anywhere.
0: All right. He's going to move on and try this room right here. Nineteen.
4: Yeah, you do a thorough, uh, this is a tiny little room, all it's got in is a couple chairs uh, and the table, and that's where the keys were, and with the exception of the two doors you know about, you don't find anything else.
1: This room! Well, well, Jonathan's doing that, Travancore's gonna check the room, the shadows, and now the hallway between the room that I was just in and the room where the fight happened.
2: I'm double, I'm still checking the room where the fight happened with a 15.
4: Okay. Uh, so, Carlton, you already checked this room.
2: Oh, I only checked the fireplace, but there's still another wall and stuff like that.
4: Oh, no, your your check included the whole room, as I said. Like, you started with the fireplace. Gotcha. All right, then never mind. And as far as you know, there's nothing in this room. Travencore, I'm assuming that you're not actually standing on top of the glyph that's in the middle of this hallway? I am not.
1: That was foolish of me. I rolled a 16.
4: Okay. The walls here, the vast majority of the walls are that weird trap wall that's being used for the glyph that's on the floor. Those, there really isn't anything that you can find. You check further down the hallway where the smooth part of the stone is. You don't find anything. Have we checked his
3: office? Did we check his office?
4: No one has checked his office as far as I know. I got an eight. Okay. You start to move some of the furniture to try to get at some of the walls the The bed moves relatively easily. This isn't nicer furniture. You go to move the desk; it's a little more heavy. You do find that uh, as you move the desk, the drawers pop open, and you do actually find in one of the drawers a a pouch containing some gold. You open it up; it's it's a small leather pouch that contains uh 52 gold pieces in it. Don't find anything else.
3: And then I walk back out. Nothing in here.
0: Should have asked it where it brought in the animals.
4: Yeah.
2: Can't we not recast the spell and ask five more questions? No. no.
4: It, you have to wait a week.
1: Ah. You have to wait a week. Yep. He'll be He'll pretty bright by, by, by then, yeah. Oh, wait. Do we have gentle repose?
4: Even if he decomposes, you can still cast the spell in a week. It, he just needs to have a mouth, that's all. But, you know, whether you want to stand over a dead bodies is up to you.
2: Uh, I rolled a natural 20, so a 21 in the office for secret doors.
4: Okay. You come into this room as Bernie is leaving. Watch her go over to the the corpse and poke it despondently, um, and then get more happy as she's poking a corpse. You come walking into the room. She's moved everything away from the walls. She's moved the bed. She's moved the desk. All the drawers are now open, and and so you've got a very good view of the walls. And as you feel around the south wall, something sets you off a little bit, and you're like, ah. Uh, there's a breeze coming from here. Huzzah! you do actually find a secret door.
1: Do-do-do-do.
2: Hey, Bernie, I thought you said there wasn't anything in here.
4: There wasn't when I looked. But you feel the seam, and you can feel the, the air coming from it.
2: All right, uh, I try to open this. I will, wait, wait, before I try to open it, I will check it for traps. There you go.
4: What? i Hold learning. on, no, Carlton doesn't learn things, I don't believe this. <laughs> Give me an investigation check specifically looking for traps. Basically, After what being you... hit by
2: three traps in the same areas, I think you could, you know, if you put your hand on the hot stove enough times, you stop putting your hand on the hot stove.
1: <laughs> because fire hot.
2: Uh, 18 for traps.
4: Does not seem to be trapped. And in fact, as you've, you... So the stonework here, the only reason you kind of found this is because you can feel the air coming from some of the seams and you found the seams on the door. It's not trapped, and in fact... Oh, that's where you have to press in and the door opens.
5: Huzzah.
4: The wall right. actually swings once you unlock it in the by pressing in the correct spot, the, the wall actually swings open like a door and you can see that the the stonework here is a false facade and it just swings open and you see a dark hallway.
2: Cool. Uh and then so I say, Hey guys, I found the thing. Shadow and I will follow right behind... I will Carl. go down the thing and see what I can see down the other thing. Which, okay. by things, I mean hallway and other hallway.
4: Okay, you actually... So you go down a, a few feet, make this turn, and you see a room, a, a small room... That just has a few things in it, uh, not very much. You see a large wooden chest. this is uh, the, so the one that you found before was kind of this pocket sized one. It was only a foot Ooh. by foot by foot. This seems like a, a regular sized chest. You see leaning up against the chest um, a large brown leather satchel. Uh, it's one of those kind of shoulder satchels that's got a, a flap. Over it. (gasps) And on a shelf on the side of, uh, on the left wall, on the south wall, you can see uh, there's wooden shelves kind of along all three of these walls. Only one of them has anything. It's got a rack sitting on one of the the shelves that has two vials in it that do seem to be a familiar looking potion of healing type vial. And a large wooden box. It's about a three foot long wooden box box with what looks like the carving of a feather on top of it
2: what to look at first am look at the bag what's in the bag
4: okay you open up the bag you reach inside look inside you don't see anything you reach in kind of feeling around it's it's one of those large as i said messenger bags it's, it's like three feet deep and kind of you reach in feeling around for it uh Travancore, you're in here with carlton yeah Bernie i'd like to
3: in here.
1: while he's doing okay. that i'll check the uh the box for traps
4: Okay, before you do that, Bernie, Travancore, you notice as Carlton reaches into this, this large leather bag, feeling around, looking to see if there's anything in it, because it's it's one of those, it's got the flap on the top. You do notice his arm goes in a really long way. Yeah. Like, longer than it should.
3: Oh my god, I want to get in the bag.
4: Pocket bag.
3: You want to get in the bag?
4: I, I put Bernie in the bag. No,
3: Bernie's gonna get in the bag and hop around like potato!
4: Okay, Bernie, um, what's your constitution? Oh, shit. Like, what's your constitution score? I was about to say,
6: don't do that.
4: You can say don't do that. Bernie's saying, I want to get in the bag.
2: Uh, actually, I don't think I'm in the room, so I can't. Yeah, you're not, you're all the way up in the other room. Yeah, sorry.
4: It's a 14. Carlton, Bernie says, I want in the bag. And you're like, yes, let's do this. And pull open the flap and Bernie, you jump on in. I mean, the bag... It's a relatively large bag. It's got a mouth that's a few feet wide, and you very easily slip on into it, and there is darkness. Oh, It is just pitch black. You don't even see anything with your dark vision. This is how Bernie dies.
0: In a bag. Actually, I think <laughs> you might be okay if Carlton does a specific thing.
5: <laughs> Jumping <laughs> in the bag
4: with no survivors! It's stuffy, <laughs> but... You seem to be okay for the moment. How do I get out of the bag? Roll an intelligence check. You know I'm not good at that. (laughs) You shouldn't keep asking me questions that require intelligence. Got a 10. You've never been in a bag like this before. You're not exactly sure how to get out.
2: I put the bag around my, like, shoulders, uh, so that the messenger's part where the bag is is across my back. I'm like, hey, Bernie, it's just like the old days.
4: Not exactly, friend. We might have a (laughs) problem. Bernie. (laughs) Bernie, you don't hear anything. It is pitch black. It is quiet. It would almost be kind of calm if it Jonathan wasn't a Jonathan walks in stuffing. and is like,
0: where's Bernie? Oh, she's in the bag. And I'm like, what? I go, I open up the flap, and I reach in, and I think, Bernie. And I try okay. and grab a Bernie out of the bag.
3: Okay,
4: roll an intelligence check. Well, at least 17. he's supposed to be good at this. Okay, your instincts are correct. It does seem to be some kind of bag of holding. So you think, you picture Bernie in your mind as you reach into this bag, and then Bernie, you feel a hand on your shoulder.
3: What? What? What?
4: Jonathan, if you would like, I, I'll i take a strength check to pull Bernie out of the bag since she's, unless Bernie, you would like to do anything once you feel a hand on I your shoulder. I would like to grab onto the hand. Okay. She grabs on uh, Jonathan you feel her grab on and you pull her out of the bag. It's a, it's a little weird because you're pulling her up and out of this bag that it shouldn't be possible. It's it's a true magic trick. Um Shadow Ta-da! walks on over to like sniff at the bag and then look at Bernie and then sniff at the bag some more. Tada! Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> Hey
5: guys,
3: that bag again, is like again. that bag is really big. It's like really big and
4: dark.
2: I see, I see Jonathan do that with Bernie, and I go bunny, and I reach into the bag.
4: And so you're thinking, you're picturing a bunny in your hands. Yes. Okay. You don't feel anything. Oh. Well, that's interesting.
0: I've never known anyone to actually walk into a bag of holding, but great the. Scholars will love this one. We'll talk later.
3: I don't know. It was a bag, and I'm small. And she said his hand went in three feet, and I thought I'm a little over three feet tall. And that was all. That was it. That was the extent. The second she said it was a big bag, I thought Bernie's going in. we'll
0: we'll we'll talk more about this later, and I make a mental note to to submit a letter to the to the Neverwinter Academy of the Arcane Arts about. Living creatures entering and
1: successfully exiting a bag of holding
4: <laughs> well, in a moment, if you would like to investigate this bag of holding, you can, but Travencore, I hear you asking questions,
1: yeah, I, I got a seventeen on my investigate my my check for traps on the on the box I'm about to open
4: oh, on the the wooden box that's on the shelf, yeah,
1: yeah, or the chest
4: it does well, you said it was on the shelf, so I'll include the whole shelf, so it's the the wooden box with the feather engraved into the the top and also the two what look like potions of healing nothing seems to be trapped on the shelf i'm gonna open the box the box clicks open almost magnetic like and you as i said it's fairly large it's almost three foot long it angles open and you see that there's a wooden feather inside it's exquisitely carved. It, it almost looks real, except it is this kind of light wood, and it's just lying in this, on a,
1: a velvet pad inside of this wood box. I'd like to do a check to see if I know anything about this thing that I'm looking at.
4: Okay, what are you trying to ascertain specifically?
1: Uh, what it is, what the origins of it are, what the possible uses would be. Typical spelling bee questions. Give me a history check. Oh, history at major in college. I would say of all the people on this podcast, I know the second most about history. Depends on
4: whose history.
1: Well, that's true. So I rolled an 11.
4: You're not terribly sure what this is. It's got to, you get the sense that it's got to be more than just a really fancy looking wooden feather considering the context of where you found it, but nothing comes to mind.
1: Bummer. Well, I guess I can close it, take the box and then keep it with me. And then when the the uh, pocket house opens up, I'll, I'll just put it in there.
2: You want to put it in the bag?
1: I don't know what if it breaks in the bag. There's a bag of holdings right. Didn't break I... In the bag. I
4: didn't break yeah, in the bag. Yeah, she didn't break in the bag. Jonathan, did you want to examine the bag officially or did uh, you
0: Sure. I'll I'll uh, that's a c- arcana or investigation.
4: Give me an arcana check.
0: Actually, for arcana and that it is the same. I believe that is a 17 for either of them.
4: Okay. Yeah, it's a bag of holding. You do know. You know some specifics about in general bag of holdings, uh how much they can hold? what's going, uh, what can fit into them. And you do know that you can actually put living creatures uh, into them. Breathing creatures inside the bag can survive for a number of minutes before they begin to suffocate. You're not exactly sure how long they can survive in there, but you do know it is possible for a limited amount of time to survive in a bag of holding. However, once you are in the bag of holding, there's no way to get out except someone else pulling you out.
0: Right. And, uh, and I've just never personally known or read about someone entering one.
4: No, but you do know that in general this can happen. It was just super easy because Bernie is small and the bag is big.
1: Okay, I guess I'll put my, uh, my thing in the bag. It should be safe in there. Right, Jonathan? Yeah, it'll be fine. As long as we don't lose the bag. I throw the entire not throw, but I pl- carefully place the uh, three foot long box into the into the bag of holding.
4: Okay, you put it in there, release it, uh, and it's weird. Like when you let go, it, it you feel like you just place it into the bag, but if you then look inside the physical bag, it's just nothing. You see nothing.
1: This must be something akin to the pocket dimension technology slash magic that we have. A little bit, yes. It is. Okay. It is definitely related. Well, that's cool. I think, at this point, like, is there another exit like here? Like, another way outside? We, felt well, we still like this
2: big-ass chest open up. Oh. And the, and the potions.
1: There, were, Oh, you have
2: the potions, I guess. Is there, there's, there's two too? potions on the shelves. I'm gonna check the chest
0: for traps.
4: Sure! Five! <laughs> I'm gonna, <laughs> i I'm Now that I'm in that. the
0: room, I'm gonna investigate it for traps. Okay. Uh, 21.
4: You don't find any traps?
0: No trap. I open it.
4: It is locked.
2: Hey, wasn't somebody bragging about being good with thieves' tools? We
0: don't have any thieves' tools. That's the problem.
3: That was was in a different universe.
2: How big is this? Uh, Well, you're proficient at it. You just don't own them. Uh, How big is the chest?
4: This seems to be a larger, um, kind of a classic heirloom-style chest.
2: Will it fit in the bag?
4: (laughs) You don't know. You can try.
2: I will try, like, taking the short end. I'm going to, like, open the bag. I'm going to try to scooch it into the bag.
4: Uh, unfortunately, the circumference of the bag is... It's probably about three and a half, four feet at most. The chest is bigger than that. All right. And you you do find one of the failings of a bag of holding is it has to fit in the front entrance.
2: I will drag the chest to the... We're going to just call that the killing room. Uh, I'm going to drag it back to the killing room, uh, where all of the other art, furniture... Snail shells is currently waiting to be processed.
4: All right. Did we ever find the
3: tunnel?
2: We can also call it the white zone because it's for loading and unloading only.
4: There's no parking in the red zone. No, Bernie. To answer your question, you did not find the tunnel that you were told about.
2: And Jonathan, what do these do? And I hold up the two
0: potions. Uh, I narrow my eyes at them.
4: Okay. Does that mean you're
3: rolling a check, or does that yes. mean you're just I am assuming that means squinting.
0: Whom, whom, whom. Okay, so a if they are Arcana, or actually for either one, uh, one's a twenty-five and the other is a fourteen.
4: You mean one one bottle and the other bottle? Yes. Or okay. Oh yeah, that one absolutely. That that is a potion of healing. The other probably. I mean, it looks like the exact same thing, just a basic potion of healing. Okay. Okay, anything else you want to do down here or at this point, were you guys going to be
0: no, I think, uh, leaving? No, I think we're going to... I think the plan for next time is to spill the tea.
2: Well, Jonathan, did you did you check the killing room?
0: I checked everywhere. I couldn't find it.
2: Okay, you, 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 I didn't know if you had checked the room at the fire because we were checking I checked.
0: Uh, I don't remember. You know what? Yeah, let's do that real quick just so we can end on that. Because so then find we would end if fucking you did place. find
2: something. I'm going to put the potions in the bag.
0: I get a 14.
4: Uh, you check the walls, you check the fireplace you do not find it I don't know where
0: dungeons. the fuck it is, it's annoying
2: alright, that's fine, we'll load up the house when in a couple hours well no, well, not we'll in walk. a couple okay. hours We we, we, gotta ways to go. we have a
0: lot of time so we might as well go spill the tea oh,
2: okay
4: spill the tea, but that'll have to happen the next time we play, because for tonight we will be ending on you guys piling up all of your loot into a room filled with three dead bodies thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or www.clipshark.com and see you next encounter.